Welcome to Mind Your Mind on Spin with me, Katie Sheehan, a brand new self-care and wellness series. I am joined by one of my favourite life coaches, Patrick Mercy, to talk about how we can live the best versions of ourselves. Patrick, thank you so much for joining me this morning. How are you? I am absolutely fantastic today, Katie. How are you? I'm great. I'm really excited to talk to you because you are my personal uh, life coach. So I am so excited to have you on today. I love how you work and I love how you've taught me the tools to be the best version of myself. So I want to give your knowledge to our young listeners this morning. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Ready to share. Okay, so Patrick, of you have taught me so many tools in my life to be uniquely myself. Just be true to myself and not have to worry so much. I suppose we'll kick off with the worrying because that was a huge thing for me. Uh-huh. Worrying about other people's perspectives and worrying what other people are going to think. How damaging is that to our mindsets? Well, yeah, absolutely it is. Um, because you're worrying about stuff that you can't control or that's out of your control. So like the worry becomes even stronger each time because every time we worry about something, we worry, we worry one, about something that might possibly happen in the future. The, hear the word, yeah, it might possibly happen in the future. Yes. So that's what we do. We project ourselves forward and, and worry what other people will think, what other people will say. And that's, that's kind of a normal behavior because that's something that we've been taught to do from a young age. We're being told, don't do that because you'll hurt yourself. Don't go there. Don't cross the road. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do that. So, so we're, we're taught to worry from a young age. So first of all, if people are worrying, you're doing nothing wrong. That's very important to understand. We're thinking, if I worry, I'm doing something wrong. You're actually not because it's behavior that you've been told to have. So that's one thing is to understand that this is not your fault. Yes, we are a and product I- of layers of onions that need to be peeled back from our teachings really is what you're telling us yeah and and it's nobody's fault by the way there's nobody to blame here this is just something we've been doing and okay and we some people now decide you know all that worrying i don't want to do that anymore so it's now just coming like up until today i worried about stuff that i couldn't control so what can i do now to change that for myself and what would you advise our young listeners to really stop worrying so much about things that have not happened yet what advice would you give them well the the first piece of advice is to learn to concentrate and focus on what you can do today right so forget about all the things that might happen in the future now that's easier said than done but the easiest way to do that is for you to start focusing on what can i do today so you know from uh, me katie that one of the tools i use for people and they don't have to do anything else but in the beginning is every morning when you wake up after you had the breakfast, but you'd write down three things you would really like to do today. Yes. Right? And they don't have to be big things. They don't have to be like, I need to run a, a marathon or I need to write a book today or I need to just small things. It can be, and I've said this oftentimes before, it can be today. I would really like to have the time for me to have um, a hot chocolate with marshmallows with my friends in the park. The simple things. Yeah, that's how everything changes. That's how, uh, how change starts. So instead of saying, I'm going to stop worrying from today, that won't work, right? And do I never worry about things? Yeah, but I catch myself on of doing it. And then I go like back to what can I do today eh, about this? Or what can I do today to make a difference? But also what can I do today that I really want to do? Let's just be nice to myself and do something I want to do for a change. And as I said, start with small things. First thing I do in the morning when I wake up 
is take my doggy for a 20-minute walk because that clears my head. And I start today fresh and I've been outdoors and it doesn't matter what weather it is. So there can be really small things you can do in the day that are going to make a difference to how you feel about yourself and how you feel about the day coming ahead of you. Yeah, definitely. Patrick, I live by that rule. So I started off with those three little things, sitting down every morning, writing them on your notepad, a little piece of paper. But you have to make sure you complete those three things. And the reason for this is to really get you used of taking the time for yourself we do have an awful tendency to feel bad when we do something for ourselves feel bad when we didn't finish Mm -hmm. a job at home feel bad when we did the dishes later than we did when we should normally do them because there is no set anything we should be getting up every morning to do what we enjoy and of course work and all the rest coming second to that yeah, no, you, you, and that's a big thing, right? With work, when people are at work or when people are studying or whatever it is, is to look at the big thing and then look at the small things at the same time, you know? So do you, do you work to live or, or, or do you have a life while making a living? There's big differences between the two. And it's the same for everybody else. So when I, I run my own business, so I do this what you do, Katie. I write down three things I want to do that day. And then I build my meetings and everything else I do around that so that I don't forget to look after myself each day. So it's the first, that's just the first step, and it's an easy thing to do for people, as long as they realize that it doesn't have to be big, massive things. It can be like, and I know you've said this before, like it can be taking a bath. It can be a simple thing as reading 10 pages of a book you like. It can be a simple thing as sitting down five minutes with a cup of coffee in the back garden. Whatever it is, do it for yourself. It teaches us two things. One, to have self-care, and two, to be in that moment, to not project yourself forward, to not live in the future where all the worries are, to actually go back to right now, this is what I'm doing. And when you're, when you're doing what you're doing right now, there is, and you're engaging in that, you're, you're really doing that and at that time, you, you, you won't be worried about the future all the time. At least you give yourself a break from worrying by being right now. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Patrick. Let's talk about living in the moment. It's something that a lot of us don't do. I didn't realise that I didn't do it. i projecting, worrying about the future, worrying about the past. How important is it to live in the now? No, it's, 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 it's immensely important. Um, I've spent a good bit of the last 10, 15 years teaching myself uh, through um, others and through books to, to, to point all these ways that I could concentrate on living in the now, and it actually is quite simple. So let's take a few examples people things people can do. Do you know when you're cooking and when you're standing in the kitchen and you're, you're cooking, you're making some dinner for yourself or your family or just for yourself? Yes. Do you have the radio or the TV on? I have the radio on. <laughs> from time to time, just from time to time, switch everything off, kick everyone out of the kitchen, and just look at the ingredients in front of you. And just just be there and just see the ingredients. We often cook and we don't even know what we're using. So being in the moment can be as simple as just looking at the ingredients and going like, that's an onion. I wonder actually where that onion came from. What does an onion really feel like when you're cutting through it with a knife? I know this sounds ridiculous, but it actually works. You're actually there cooking the dinner and you're concentrating on cooking the dinner. You're concentrating on doing the dishes. You're, you're actually having all the phones off when you're having dinner together with other people. When you're in the car and you stop... Uh, and and you you you, need, you you sit in traffic, you just breathe and listen to your breathing. There is so many things we can do to learn practically to live in the moment a bit more. Yeah, you say learn, uh, Patrick, because it is 
just that. It's learning. You're taking away, as you said, it's no one's fault, but we have built up a way of living. And that's where anxiety creeps in. That's where our minds get that lull. And for a lot of us, we end up in depression or not feeling best that we could feel. It really is about teaching yourself, starting off with the small three things a day and teach yourself. You're you're retraining yourself. 100% Katie like don't don't expect that everything will change today what you can do is make small changes every single day that eventually will make you teach yourself how to live in the moment more and more often and another thing that I do for that then is each night I then write down the three best things that happened to me that day so I start actually celebrating myself taking care of myself. So at the end of the day, all right, what are the three best things that happened to me today? Now that might be, oh, I was uh, interviewed by Katie on Spain, right? Because that's a fantastic thing to do. But it also might be because someone reached out to me and I had a great chat with him for, for 10 minutes and it was lovely to meet up with that person again. It might be that dinner I tried out today. It's something new I cooked and it was absolutely wonderful. Or, you know, someone said thank you to me for doing, for opening a door for them. So what you write down at the end of the day are three things that really made you feel good about yourself. So what we're doing is we're learning bit by bit to say, hey, I'm freaking awesome. I'm a wonderful human being. So that's what we're teaching ourselves bit by bit by doing these small things each day. Let's talk about what living in a negative mindset can be like for a person now that might always think they have the worst look they think negatively all the time it's not good for us in the end if we push ourselves to think in a positive mindset you Mm -hmm. will be just that and that's a positive person yeah and it's not it's not positivity for the sake of positivity yeah it's just when you have a negative mindset you also see everything that's wrong in the world because Mm -hmm. you you're actually that's what you're focusing on you see what the, what the, whatever is happening around you, right? You see um, the, the, the traffic, but you're rubbish on the road. You see some, someone who hasn't done a job properly. You, you, you see the news and it's not happy news. And you see all that negative stuff. So you're actually reinforcing that for yourself. You're making it stronger. What is it? What you're doing by these, taking these small actions each day is you actually tell these negative things, hold on a minute, there's something else in life. There's more to life than what I just saw right here, right? And then you see the bird in the park, and then you see um, someone smiling at you, and then you see someone saying thank you to you. So it's about changing your worldview, like, from, oh, everything's crap, to taking small actions just for you, not for anybody else, just for you, so that you learn how to see the world slightly differently, and that's how change happens small bits at a time so that negative mindset that tries to take over because it's been projected upon you from other people and from the news and from whatever it is you have that's coming at you from people saying something that you about you that you don't like whatever it is that might still happen but I'm paying less attention to it because I spend some of my energy at creating all that positivity around me but I'm in control because I'm writing down the three things I want to do that day. I'm writing down the three things that happened to me today that I was really happy about. I love that. Like, and I am a living proof that you can change your complete mindset to positivity. Now, listen, I'm not saying, Patrick, that I am a positive person all the time, but I definitely strive to try think positively be grateful 
for the things that we do have. Be grateful for the life that we do have instead of striving. I want to talk about striving for perfection because I feel like it's something a lot of our young listeners would be living this way. There's no such thing as perfect. You can just be uniquely perfect to yourself. Talk a little bit about pressure that you're putting yourself under when you strive to be a certain type of perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, the first, my first thing would always, and I've asked this of a few people, because they go like, that we're striving for perfection. I says like, when you reach perfection, what are you going to do after that? Because there is nothing else after that then. Once you've reached perfection, your life is over because you've reached the ultimate. And your perfection is not everyone else's perfection, so other people will not see you as perfect. Yes. So what do you do with that? What do you do with that then? Where do you go from there? Do you know, so the pressure of being perfect is related, I think, and please correct me if I'm wrong, to the pressure of belonging and making sure you don't stand out. Yes, it's a perfect that you create in your head that you think other people want to see from you. And I have to say, since getting rid of that feeling of wanting to be perfect or what society thinks is perfect, I have never lived such a happier, more fulfilled life because I am only reaching my own standards with accepting who I am as a person and I'm uniquely me and there is no one out there that is like me and I never <laughs> thought I would get there Patrick oh, I know and you are you are definitely there Katie so because uh, I know you are but see, see now we can have these standards we set right so and I know it comes uh, it, I think it was Terry Duffy but I need to check in someone once said like you know what standards can you do something to and you can do it poorly you can do it average you can do it good you can do it exceptionally, and there's only one missing after exceptional. Best of my ability. Yes. And that's the highest standard you can set. And your ability will change every single day. Because one day you're going to be tired. Another day, something's happened in your life that's really sad or happy. So your ability changes every day. So don't beat yourself up. I did this today to the best of my ability. And that's the best you can ever be. I love it. We can only be the best versions of ourselves, Patrick, is what you're saying. And it's really about peeling back the layers and finding your true self and the true confidence in the person that you want to be. Because after all, you're living your life for you. You're not living your life for other people or what other people will think. Let's talk about what other people people think you always said it that half the time they're not thinking about you Katie half the time three quarters of the time 80% of the time 85% of the time they're not even thinking about you and what they're thinking about you is not what you think they're thinking about you I can guarantee you that because I've been doing this for 15 years and all the time people say that's what they're going to think about me when I ask the other people what do you think of that person they say something completely different so not only is it ridiculous but it's also not true so what you think, they think about you, is not actually what they think about you. Yeah. So you're worrying about something that doesn't exist. And you're actually probably right. thinking what you think of yourself. Oh, absolutely, 100%. So you think it's really important for you that you are liked by other people who most of the time are not even thinking about you. That sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Yes. So, so the thing is, when you, when you start, and you said it earlier, when you do these things for yourself, People will notice you. Like they, will, they will know, look, isn't Katie a lot happier in the last while, you know? Yeah. What's happened? Like? And then the right people will start hanging out with you. And they will be drawn to you because you're a more uh, upbeat person. You're a nice person to hang around with. You're fun to hang around with. You're, you're a good laugh. You're, like, you're real. You're a real human being. 
And that's what people want to hang out with, real human beings. Let's talk about the people you surround yourself with. How important is it to surround yourself with the correct people? Oh, it's, it's very important uh, to, to surround yourself with people who will build you up. To surround yourself with people who go, first thing they go is when you want to talk, they listen. That's, that's very important. When you need them, they're there. And they're not going to judge you. They're not going to tell you, you know what you should do. They're there to listen to you. They're there to support you. And they're, they're people that you can actually sit there and you're talking for half an hour and they don't say a word. They just want to listen and be there for you. To surround yourself with people who are like-minded. Find people who are into the same hobbies as you. Find people who are into the same things as you. And like surround yourself with people you can spend time with where you're not going to be, where you don't feel like the need to compare yourself. We don't feel like the need to be perfect to that person. You know, we all have people that we feel at ease with and comfortable with. They're the people I spend most of my time with. Because it's vital that you spend time with the people that are going to bring out the best in you. And as you said, that you can be completely yourself. I do truly believe that you are who you surround yourself with. And in the nicest way possible, I mean that. Because if you are surrounded by people where you are not excelling and you're making the same mistakes over and over and you're feeling the same way over and over, that's really your body telling you something. Yeah, and your body will actually respond to that by you will get sick when you keep doing that. Uh, both mentally and physically, you will actually suffer from that by continuously not being yourself. You're forcing your body into all these unnatural kind of ways that it has no other way but to but to respond. Either mentally or physically, you will get tired more often. You will you will actually feel like you know you need an escape. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, people start drinking or doing all other kind of stuff to escape and that the only reason that is done is not because they're bad people or they can't cope or they're they're sick or what it's just that they're not being themselves that's all it is they're forcing themselves to be something they're not and that's what leads to sickness so by doing these small things to start looking after yourself even if it's at the start five or ten minutes a day and then half an hour and then you find something else you want to do that small incremental bit is what's going to make the difference It really does. It all comes back to being yourself, that you are not pretending to be someone else. And what you mean by sick is, you know, people are falling into depression, anxiety, not knowing why this is and not knowing where it's coming from. But it really does always lead back to something in your life, doesn't it? Or something that you're doing. Oh, yeah. No, people can and genuinely people, what you said about like things that happen in your life. Right? So, so that you might have had traumatic experiences in your life that stay with you. And they're therefore, every time you get triggered by something similar, you go back to the trauma of that event before. But that's a, that's a different topic. But like, it's important to resolve these things for you, for you as well in your life. So you don't have these triggers that bring you back. And that's hugely important, what you said, Patrick, is there is people out there that have had traumatic events in their life and mm-hmm. they haven't dealt with them. Mm-hmm. What does that do for you in your life? You know, unsolved issues from your past, traumatic issues. They do creep up all the way along your life, don't they? They do, um, absolutely. But all you need is a trigger to bring that back into memory, to bring that traumatic experience back to the front of your memory and then you're back to that, that train of thoughts that might, that might just tell you, um, see, another proof that I'm not good enough. See, another proof that I'm not worthy. See, another proof of this, that, that, and that. So it, is, it, it can be important to resolve, and it is important 
to uh, some way or another resolve those issues as well. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You have to look into these things as young adults. You don't want to go into your adult life and have something triggering you that you don't even know is triggering you. Mm -hmm. You just keep saying to yourself, why? Why am I behaving this way? When in actual fact, there is a valid reason to why you're doing Mm -hmm. something. Patrick, for our young listeners, if you were to give them mm-hmm. one bit of key advice. Well, well, first, before I give any key advice would be that the majority of people, I work as a career coach as well, Katie, and the majority of people who come to me in their mid, late 30s or mid 40s, the, the majority don't do what they studied. The other half wants to get out of what they studied for because they want to try something different because change is something we do as human beings. What I mean by that is while it is good to study, and to have the knowledge, and to learn, and to grow, and all that kind of stuff. That's really, really good, because it's positive, and it's for you, and it makes you live the life you want to live, etc. It's like, it's not the end of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Everything passes. So my advice is, do what you can do today to put you into the direction of where you want to be. So bring it back, Katie, to today. I have a thing hanging in my office here. That says, what am I going to do today to make this world a better, more intentional place to be for others? So that is my challenge to me. It's not what is my five-year plan. My challenge to me is, what am I going to do today to make this world a better place for others? And that's, that's been printed and standing in my office for the last eight, nine, ten years. So it's basically bring it back to what you can and want to do today to go into the direction that you want to go in. I love that. Want and need are two huge different things. Tell me the difference between the two. Yeah, so uh, suppose now at some stage, right, you, 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 you get a mortgage, right? Because that's one example. People can relate to that or to their parents or whatever. And you know, people often say, like, Patrick, but I can't change job or I can't do this right now because I have to pay the mortgage. Mm-hmm. So I had someone recently who said that, yeah, but I have to pay the mortgage, Patrick. He said, like, do you really have to? And they said, yeah. I said, what would happen if you don't? He said, I fall in arrears. And I said, what would happen then? But they'd repossess the house and I'd be homeless. And he says, why don't you want to be homeless? And they looked at me going like, are you crazy? I said, like, why don't you want to be homeless? And they said, because I have children. They need a roof over their head. So I said, you want your children to have a roof over their head? And they went, yeah. I said, what else is a house good for? And then they listed four or five more things why having a house was a good thing. And then I said, so now do you have to pay the mortgage or do you want to pay it? Because it provides you that safety and that roof over the head and that kind of thing. So it's having a different approach to these things. Do you really want to? And if the answer is, I don't want to, then that's fine. Then find another solution. But often enough, when you talk to people and you move them from have to to want to, just that different way of looking at it, they're going to go like, all right, okay, I want this. I really want this. So what can I do today to make sure this happens? Yeah, there's a difference between want and need and I definitely used to get them muggled up. I, we do know, of course, Patrick, that we have to go to work and do these things. And we say we need to, as you said, but there's definitely things that we need to put into our day that we want to do. And there's a difference. And doing things that we want to do is just going to make us a better, happier version of ourselves. Yes. And when you do that, you actually eventually get to the point where you have the choice that you get to do a job you want to do rather than one you have to do. Exactly. So that's the point where I'm at. I used to work to pay all the bills. Now I do this for fun. I, I, I know I'm lucky and I'm privileged, but I worked hard on this for myself. And I can now, I now have a, a job or a career or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but this is fun for me. 
So I actually earn a living by doing things I want to do. Like talking to you today is something I wanted to do. Yeah. yeah. So being a coach is something I want to do. Meeting my clients is something I want to do. So, so, so you get to actually eventually fill your entire day or most of your day. I spend 80% of my week doing things I want to do. I love that because that's a big chunk of the week doing what you want to do. Patrick, let's talk about your business. You've been a life coach. What I love about you is it's not very structural where you go in and you have to sit down and face to face. You do lovely walks and talks where you can walk along and be side by side and talk to each other. Isn't that, isn't that, and do you know what? 80% of the people I'm, I meet prefer that to sitting face-to-face. Yeah, it's so nice. I still have people who want to do the face-to-face, and that's fine, and I'll do that. But the majority of people go, like, we can go for a walk and just have a chat. And that's, and that's the thing. Plus, what do you do when you're walking? You're moving forward. Nobody's asked me to, walk, to do a session walking backwards yet, Katie. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'd hope not. <laughs> no, they haven't. So that's a nice thing to do. Like, so um, I, I can do that. And plus, you can go for walks anywhere in the, in, in the country, like. So I can meet a couple of people in Galway and just go walking around Galway for the day. Do you know, like it doesn't really, it's great fun. Like. You love it that much that you, you, you would. Of course, you can avail for your online as well, can't you, Patrick? If you yes. want to, if you're interested in Zooms, you can chat to you through yes. Zoom. Yes, you can. Um, we can we can do Zoom, yeah. I've, um, I was actually working with Zoom before this whole pandemic happened. So I'm quite used to doing that as well, yeah. You were ahead of the pandemic. I love it. I Something love it. Something like that. <laughs> uh, Patrick, if anyone was to look for you or find you, where would they find you on social media? Um, okay, either on the, the two best ways for me is uh, Facebook. Uh, so it's Patrick Mercy um, Life Coach, M-E-R-C-I-E, uh, or on LinkedIn. So uh, people want to look me up on LinkedIn. It's just Patrick Mercy, M-E-R-C-I-E. Patrick, yeah. thank you so much for joining me on Mind Your Mind with so much important information for our young listeners. Katie, as always, it's an absolute pleasure to talk to you and to take time to do this. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Mind Your Mind. If you've missed today's episode, please listen back on our spin app powered by Go Loud. Tune in next week where I talk to Jessica Harris about music therapy and how it can change your life.